morning. Welcome to Live Dharma Sunday for March 13, 2016. Koyo Kobose here. So very glad you joined us. I had an interesting morning. I wanted to talk about it that I remember I had about attitude. It was a nice little poem, and um, I knew I used to use it in conjunction with when I talked about uh, Dharma dolls. Dharma dolls is a uh, an item in Japanese culture. It's um, actually Dharma is a transliteration of Bodhidharma, who is the first patriarch of Zen Buddhism, who brought uh, meditation China and uh, started Zen. And he sat facing a wall for nine years uh, at the Shaolin Temple. And he became a sort of a legendary figure in Buddhist history. And because he sat for so long, uh, he lost his arm use of his arms and legs. So the Dharma doll has no arms and legs. And it's sort of a pear-shaped doll. And the only way I could describe it is it's one of, looks like one of those bobo punching bags, you know, plastic. And then you it's weighted on the bottom. And if you punch it, and it, it, you knock it over, but it always writes up, becomes upright because of the weight on the bottom. And the, the Dharma doll is made like that. And it's always red. And there's a Japanese saying that goes along with it. says, I don't remember what, how it's read in Japanese, but the translation is seven times down, eight times up. And every time you you get knocked over, you you upright yourself. Uh, and I used to talk about this poem about attitude, you know, the importance of attitude. And so I went into the bag where I had all these Dharma dolls and quotes and things. I had Dharma hat, um, Dharma towel. And all, you know, and I didn't have this, and I couldn't find it. And I said, "Hey, shucks, I was going to talk about this in my introductory remarks." So I didn't know what to do. I looked around in some of my papers, and then I said, "Well, I'll try Google." So I I put into the search poem on attitude. Bam! It came right up. I was astonished. Man, I, I was really first thing right there. And so here it is. I printed it out. This attitude by Charles Swindoll. Quote The longer I live, the more I realize the impact of attitude on life. Attitude to me is more important than facts. It is more important than the past, than education, than money, than circumstances, than failures, than successes, than what other people think, say, or do. 
It is more important than appearance, giftedness, or skill. It will make or break a company, a church, a home. The remarkable thing is that we have a choice every day regarding the attitude we embrace for that day. We cannot change our past. We cannot change the fact that people will act in a certain way. We cannot change the inevitable. The only thing we can do is play the one string we have, and that is our attitude. I am convinced that life is 10% what happens to me and 90% how I react to it. And so it is with you. We are in charge of our attitudes. Uh, Yeah, I'm going to blow this up and I have it available, but I was really amazed. And I think attitude, the poem reflects, you know, the importance of attitude in the Dharma teachings. The Dharma means reality. How do we choose to? To meet reality. Well, I'm going to move on to our guest who's going to give us a Dharma glimpse today, Ken Muyo, who was part of our LM2 group and used to live in the Milwaukee area. After retirement, he and his wife Jennifer moved to the state of Washington. And so for today's Palmer Glimpse, here's Muyo. Good morning. A few of you know I had a bout with pneumonia over a year ago at the end of November 2014. Since then, something unknown has been growing in my lung. We call it IT, with a capital I and a capital T. My doctors have done x-rays, many CAT scans, a biopsy, lots of tests, a PET scan, and although IT is clearly there, We don't know what it is. The biopsy tissue shows nothing, no cancer, no infection, nothing could be cultured. There were a few dead white cells here and there, but but it is moving around and seems to be quite active and metabolic. And it is very visible on the scans and it it lights up the lung is not there surely is there i feel fine i even walk up to 10 miles a day without a problem imagine our confusion and worry jennifer has even created a 3D model of what it might look like. It would be a small walnut-sized sprouting potato. Last week, a page in our daily Zen calendar had this quote, Nothing is more important than the existence of what does not exist. It is from a novel written by John Hawkes titled Travesty. Wow, 
that seems exactly the same to sum up our state of mind. Nothing is more important than the existence of what does not exist. Something that theoretically does not exist has become increasingly important to us. Unknown. It is not telling us anything. And it has created a lot of conflict in our lives. A good Buddhist practice would be to live in each moment as it arises. Go with the flow of life. A Santana or a mind stream of living in the moment-to-moment continuum of awareness. True enough, in many ways, we are having to live in this moment. For over a year, we have been reluctant to plan trips or vacations. We schedule things around doctor's visits. We have become guarded about our future and even about our life together. We've been updating our wills, documenting all our accounts, and so on, planning for the worst. It is ever-present in both of our minds. It is actually getting in the way of our, our ability to be in the moment, wherein every moment there is birth and in every moment there is death. And then the cycle starts again. But not for us. We feel stuck. It is there in the back of my busy mind and more so when I try to quiet my mind. I want to know what it is and I want to have it really to change because it has really changed my life. Our hope is that we will get good answers soon. I have a meeting with IT on Tuesday. A new super GPS guided biopsy will get to the heart of IT. And I will give you an update when the results are in. We have a favorite writer, poet, rock hound named Joel Carter. He is also an ER doc in Duluth, Minnesota. In a poem amazingly titled It from his book Rock People, he writes, Some choose to run from it. Some choose to ignore it. Some people cover it up. Some people pretend it doesn't exist. I chose to dive into its center, and in its silence, I have changed. May it be so. Wow, thank you very much. That's an amazing poem. 
reminds me of uh, one of my favorite poems by Albert Camus, one of the one of um, French existential philosophers. He along with Sartre in the sixties and seventies were very popular and and the quote I'm talking about is Camus says In the midst of winter I discovered within myself an invincible summer. Of course he he's not really talking about the weather. When winter comes, when a crisis comes, uh, even though there are a lot of things that we have to do externally, you know, outward to meet this crisis, one of the things we, that we're forced to do uh, is look within. And whether we do this consciously or subconsciously, uh, it affects our attitude. And I was also reminded of a handout that I have. It's called a crisis. They call it the crisis poster. And I don't know the origin of this, but I'm, I'm, I had the the poster in my hand. Uh, it's sort of a handout, I guess. And it says, crisis is... And then I have two Chinese characters. Uh, and the two characters, then underneath I have danger and opportunity. So the left, the left side, the character in Japanese is read abunai. Any Japanese knows abunai means watch out, danger. The right side character means opportunity. And so it's very interesting that the word crisis is a combination or you know of these two characters put together of danger and opportunity. And this kind of wisdom from the East, you know, because language reflects the culture and it develops over generations. So this teaching here says that although a life crisis, it could be financial, it could be divorce, it could be health problems, illness, whatever the crisis is, it's a time of great emotional upheaval. But it is also a time of opportunity for personal growth, for self-reflection, for for confrontation with our attitude about life, about oneself, that would not have been possible without experiencing the reality of a crisis. It's not in spite of the crisis, but it's because of the crisis that it has this impact. And we find out we have a choice on how to face a crisis. And it's not easy because you cannot deny the danger aspect, you know, the emotional, the great emotional upheaval. 
But this teaching is saying that right there in the midst of it, we can keep a kind of a attitude and not fail to see the opportunity aspect of a crisis about what we can learn about our attitude about how to, about life. And in a sense, it's bringing that kind of a gift. It's an unwanted gift. But Dharma is the reality. What are we going to bring to it? What kind of attitude? That is the tremendous thing about the Dharma. That's all for today's broadcast. Until next time, you have a very keep going day. Thank you.